I'm Dalton Dale, a music enthusiast on a mission to learn about my favorite genre, heavy metal. Join me as I listen through and learn about the history of heavy metal music. We'll be talking about bands, albums, songs, and historical events that helped create the metal music genre as we know it today. This is The Evolution Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Dale. Really excited about this week's episode. I had the opportunity to sit down with a young man who picked up the guitar about a year ago and has been learning and challenging himself ever since. We had a really good chat and it was just, it was a lot of fun. This is my first interview and really thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to sit down with this young man and just pick his brain a little bit. He was incredibly knowledgeable about the history of metal in the thrash era and uh, in particular surprised me with his knowledge of a few bands that I wasn't, uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting. Uh, He, you know, would you would expect people to be familiar with the big four things like that, bands like that, and he took it a step further and surprised me with some of the stuff that he knew about. We had a a really good time together, and so I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. Before we get into that, though, I just want to say thank you all for listening, sharing, subscribing, following, the the five-star ratings, all of it. I really appreciate it so much. We hit uh, over 100 listens on the podcast this week and climbed over 100 followers on Facebook. So I think of that as a really big accomplishment. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen with this. You, you have hopes, and I'm, I'm somebody who tries to temper my expectations while hoping for the best. And so wasn't really sure what we were going to get getting into this, but you guys are showing support and following along and sharing it with your friends and, and continuing to gain some momentum. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate all of you. Special shout out to uh, my wife for all of her support, letting me take up half the kitchen table every uh, few weeks or so and record this stuff. And then uh, especially with this episode, having some people over to do this interview uh, it means a lot and very thankful for it. So appreciate it. I uh, am, again, really excited, so we'll, uh, we'll just jump right in here. I'm going to drop us into the interview, and, and I hope you enjoy. Hellraiser. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah? <clears throat> Jensen is 13 years old. He started playing guitar about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah? And uh, is just shredding it, starting to do some of his own music, He's doing some covers of some old thrash metal, and I felt like this was a really good opportunity to dip our toes into the water of A, doing an interview for the podcast, B, we are right on the cusp of the breakout of thrash metal in the mid-80s. So Jensen, I don't know if you know this or not, but where I'm at in the podcast is early 80s classic heavy metal. So... Do you are you familiar with classic heavy metal and what would define classic heavy metal? Well, I mean, I know about all the 
uh, new wave of British. I mean, I don't know everything about it, but the new wave of British heavy metal, like uh, Motorhead and uh, ACDC. I think a band called UFO. Not sure. UFO is a little earlier than new wave of British heavy metal, but oh, Michael okay. Shanker, the guitarist for mm-hmm. UFO, um, ended up going on to do Scorpions, who yes. came out early 80s they weren't new wave of british heavy metal but ufo played a pretty heavy hand into they were what's considered 1970s proto metal okay i covered their album hit the lights no not hit the lights sorry uh what is the name of that album i'm gonna have to look it up i covered one of their albums and uh it was actually had some really great tracks on it and then back in November, I went to go see Wasp in concert with my dad. Have you heard of Wasp? Uh, I've heard of them, but I don't think I've listened to them. So the Michael Schenker group opened for Wasp. So Michael Schenker tours on his own with a separate band now. And um, mm-hmm. so that was really cool. Uh, and they ended up actually playing a UFO song from Lights Out. And that's the song they played. It was the title track, Lights Out. Super good song. So early 80s, classic heavy metal. So uh, I've hit ACDC. I did Def Leppard this last week. Um, I did Black Sabbath, the Heaven and Hell album. It's pretty good. It's the first album they did with Dio. And this time period is like 1980 to about 1983, 1984. And it is what the like a lot of the new wave of british heavy metal bands it's what they started to do as they really found that like pocket for heavy metal a lot as we know it but as i understand it you're like really big into 80s thrash metal yeah yeah what are your favorite bands uh slayer all the big four like uh anthrax slayer metallica megadeth uh, Exodus. Uh, why can't I think of any more? Big Four, a lot of the Bay Big Area four. thrash. Yeah, I don't know why I can't think of more. That's because you're on video. Them, but yeah, that's why you can't. Think yeah, of it. that's like my brain goes to bush as soon as I. There's turn a lot of the early '80 thrash metal bands that I listen to. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to get into that. So full disclosure, I don't like Metallica. Yeah, you just lost a lot of respect. Oh, for no. Me, yeah, I, I, no. I don't know. I just, I've never, I think it's because I'm a drummer and Lars Ulrich sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I just have always had a hard time getting past James Hetfield's vocals. But I haven't, admittedly, I haven't listened to a lot of early Metallica. Um, I listened to one of their songs when I listened to, there's an album called Metal Massacre. Are you familiar with that? I think so. So Metal Massacre was a like compilation album put together by Rob Quintana is his name. And he owned a record oh, yeah. store. That's yeah. how they got Metallica. That's how they exactly. got Exactly. Rob Quintana discovered Metallica. And so that's the first recording is Hit the Lights. That's why I was thinking Hit the Lights earlier. Um, that's the first recorded Metallica song or their first like demo that they did was on that metal massacre album. And that track was actually decent, but I think it's because Hetfield's vocals weren't as like, like 
if you want something like, I mean, he doesn't like growl or anything, but Justice and probably the Black Album or just Metallica is probably that. I mean, and then probably their uh, later 90s stuff. Yeah, I, you know, this week I told you I've been listening to the Downbeat podcast. And yes. um, I listened to an episode this week with um, Isaac Hale is the guitarist for Knock Loose. And one of the things that Craig does on the podcast is near the end of it, he asks top five artists all time. And Isaac's number one was Metallica. And that's also Craig's, I think, like number one or number two favorite artists all time too. So they were talking a lot about the Metallica albums that they liked. Uh, Justice for the Damned was one. Um, and then the Black Album, which I think everybody that likes Metallica likes the Black Album. Um, <laughs> And so that, but it definitely to me seemed as though they preferred the earlier stuff. Now those guys though, they were like, I mean, this is my favorite band of all time. Isaac said, he's like, I'll listen to all of them. Um, so, I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know that I would listen to all of it, but I mean, I listen to St. Anger sometimes. Do you? I mean, if you can get past the snare, I don't think it's that bad. That you're probably going to get some comments about it, but I don't. I don't think it's that bad if you can get past the snare. Honestly, I'm, but, impre I'm impressed. You know your stuff. That's like the only thing I know about that album is how awful the snare sounds. I actually saw a video. It, was, it cracked me up. I sent it to a friend. A friend of mine is like he's obsessed with Metallica. It is his favorite. It's like Metallica and Tool are like his two favorite bands, and I sent him this video that i saw where this guy had taken a keg and put it between his legs I, I'm, and then was like playing that. it with a bass that was the snare drum he's like <laughs> he's like this has to be what they did when they recorded that album so i'm i'm, I'm impressed you know your stuff what yeah. what inspired you to start learning how to play guitar well stranger things but also my dad's always played guitar so I always, I mean, I never really dug into it, but he has an acoustic Fender that I used to play when I was little. Like I, I didn't know how to play, just play. I just strummed it. Yeah, just kind of tinker with it. Yeah, we were watching a video. I don't remember what song it was. No, it was "Snuff" by Slip Slipknot or Stone Sour. I don't remember. But uh, I was, I wasn't playing the notes, but I was doing the pattern. Yeah, and I caught that. Into the like, rhythm yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I just saw a video yesterday of Corey Taylor playing that at one of his solo shows. It is a Slipknot song. Okay. It's on yeah. um, uh, All Hope is Gone. Okay. Yeah. That's a good song. So your dad played, has always played, and then what, you saw that like bitchin' scene from Stranger Things where Eddie's like soloing to yes. distract all the monsters. It's such a cool scene. I am fairly certain I cried a lot. Did you cry when he died? Uh, well, so, I don't. Spoiler alert! If for those of you that haven't watched the last season of Stranger Things, get out from under your rock and watch it. Uh, I don't think I ever. I don't think I've ever really. I mean, probably when I was little, but I don't think I've ever really cried watching a show. Really, ever. No, just I almost broke in the office, but the, in the office, yeah, <laughs> yeah out of anything. Sick. Uh, what part? 
Michael when he leaves. When he leaves? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's gut-wrenching. Let's see. How did we end up talking about The Office? Oh, we were talking about stuff that made you cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stranger Things. So, okay. So, what about Stranger Things? Like, what? I guess, what about that made, like, inspire? I mean, if you grew up and your dad is playing guitar a lot, I know for a lot of musicians, that's a big part of it is, like, they come from a family of musicians. So, mm-hmm. I guess, have you, and maybe you've never thought about this before, but what's the distinction or what was the what was the thing about stranger things and that whole scene that became the catalyst for you learning versus just growing up and hearing? Uh, I don't know. I kind of just watched it and thought it was really cool and wanted to do it. But the only thing about wanting to play because of that is because there's a lot of people online. I mean, I don't know why it affects me at all. I don't really think about it, but it's just like, Sometimes people will be like, "Oh, you're strange. You came from Stranger Things. You're not a real fan." And it's just yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like you don't want to bring it up because you know it'll happen. Like it'll happen, but like it's like I'm not uh, sad that that's why I'm playing. Yeah. It's just like people be like that. Yeah, people do be like that. I mean, I there's there's a whole slew of people that it you know went around on the internet because it's like, oh, you know you just think of Metallica as the Stranger Things, you know, band or whatever. And it's like, who gives a shit? I mean, they found Metallica, right? Like they found metal music. And that is, I don't like that gatekeeper mentality. Yes. It's, it's really frustrating and really annoying. I mean, you know, historically metal music is the, like, it's supposed to be a safe haven. You know, it was all the outcasts. It was all the people who, who didn't fit in you know when you go all the way back to to black sabbath and you then you move your way forward into bands like iron maiden and you know dio and what he did with rainbow and then what he did with with black sabbath it was a bunch of freaking nerds (laughs) i mean really like it's 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 a bunch of people who just didn't fit in It, it it truly was a means for people to be a part of something yeah and so i yeah that whole gatekeeper mentality just kind of astounds me like i don't i found most of what i listened to through the freaking tony ox pro skater soundtrack like i you know like that's okay like are are you gonna dog on me because i found it that way instead of you know going down to my local record store and hitting up and flipping through vinyls like who gives a shit if i found it that way or if i found it because I saw it on Stranger Things. Yeah? Yeah. It, it's funny because uh, no matter how many times, especially Metallica, because there's a lot of gatekeepers for them, a lot of, they've said so many times that it doesn't matter where you came from. It's just like as long as you're listening to them, it's cool. Not only because they make the money, but just because it's a bigger audience to get out to more people and to make people feel a certain way when you listen to it it's weird but it's great yeah because people will still do it even though they're like why yeah have you had a like uh, so you've just started posting stuff on instagram right Mm -hmm. have you had a lot of people ask you questions have you gotten a lot of interaction i don't know no not a lot of people really asking you stuff like that yet well this is it you heard it here first stranger things did it yeah Take that. (laughs) 
So, okay, uh, you learned to start playing guitar about a year ago, and yeah. I've seen your videos. You're very talented for a year Thank into you. playing. Um, who who are your biggest musical influences? Uh, obviously, James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, Dave Mustaine, Marty Friedman, Carrie uh, King, guitar-wise. Yeah. Uh, I don't really play a lot of heavy music, but I like the, for some reason I can't remember their names, but the guitars from Avatar, all those guys, and uh, yeah, like I said, but Mick Thompson. I don't really play the heavy music that much, but like I like all those guys. That's what you like to listen to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, so, I mean, in a year, you know, you've got probably a limited range of skill set on the guitar. I mean, again, I've seen what you can do, and it's, it's super impressive. What do you enjoy playing the most so far? Uh, well, I think I I like rhythm, but and but song wise, probably. Uh, I think a lot of people think that Metallica is a lot harder to learn, but I I mean I'm not gonna say that it's not easy to learn but i think a lot of people look at it as like it's hard to learn but i don't i think it's pretty easy to do something like that so i don't i don't really know yet yeah i think it's still figuring it out yeah yeah i mean look metallica i mean james hetfield is a freaking god the riffs are it's not necessarily that's hard to learn it's just hard to get it to the speed yeah, it's well, it's really tight. I read an article last year um, about the lead singer for Gojira being side stage watching Metallica, you know, and that and James Hetfield was like, I mean, he, for for them, Metallica was a huge influence, but he talked about Hetfield's picking precision and it like, and actually, I saw another video not long ago too, uh, and it talked, it was Hetfield talking about why he picks and holds the pick with because three fingers. Finger. Yeah, he can hold it with three. He holds it with three fingers instead of just two, like a lot of guitarists, because he he can, it's it's more precise. And if, I think that speaks a lot to his, his capabilities. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, if you've seen my, the live videos on like Instagram and stuff of me playing out on our porch, I switch the way I pick a lot. Like I'll go from his thing to like, I'll go like that or like I'll, I'll be like that. And then I'll go like that or I'll go like that. It's really weird. I don't know why I do it. For those of you not watching the video, he's showing me with his hands, everything and he's all the pick placement stuff that he's doing. So is that just you feeling out like what you think feels better or sounds better? Or is it just like happening on its own and you're just not sure? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm I don't I'm not really sure. I think it's I think some riffs are easier to play a certain way. Like I might be able to play uh the main riff to blackened off of Injustice for all easier like how he plays it, but then I might be able to play uh let me think. Like the uh Disposable Heroes there's a riff. I think it's like just before the verse and like the I think it's the chorus riff too. Like that's super fast. I think it's easier to play like that. Okay. So just 
So just feeling it out based on what the rip is. Yeah. And then sometimes the pick will just move around in my fingers. So I'm like, now I got to switch without like stopping. Yeah. Well, okay. So besides those bands, right, we talked about thrash and, and the big four and a lot of that eighties Bay area thrash stuff. What, like what other, I mean, Avatar, you mentioned Avatar, but what other music do you listen to besides that? Well, I haven't listened to a lot, but I've gotten into a band called Diamond Head. Yeah. Uh, they found them. They cover a lot. Metallica covered a lot of their songs, but I listened to it and I was like, I wonder if they're, because Metallica is crazy. So it's like, I wonder if they're really this good on the original songs. And uh, I was going to listen to The Prince because the Metallica cover is insane, but. Am I Evil by Diamond Head is really good. Like yeah. their version. Am I Evil? I like Metallica's cover better. Yeah, it's got like the extra it's, heaviness it's, to it. But yeah, like if riffier. you're looking for like not something super heavy, but it's still a song you like, that's probably what. Yeah, because it has a sort of pop sort of groove to it a little bit. I covered Diamond Head, so, and that was really difficult. Um, Diamond Head has some legal stuff going on as far as rights to their songs. So the album that's um, colloquially known as the white album, um, which is, has the am I evil on it and a lot of their more popular songs that they recently re-recorded it with their current vocalist because um, the guitarists and them are kind of in a battle with the original lead singer about the rights and stuff. And so whenever I went to cover that album, I wanted to listen to the original. I didn't want to listen to the re-record of it. And I had a really hard time finding that anywhere. Somebody. I, I, uh, it's on Spotify. I. Not uh, the original. That, that actual, that, unless they recently added it and something changed because that's, that's what I listen to most everything on. Actually here, I've got Spotify. So let's look it up. On the newer re-recorded version. Is it like a blue monster on the album cover now or is it um, still the same There's so like new vocals yeah so the new the new record cover is white and it's like blue purpley text um and then yeah the, there's the blue monster which is an even newer re-record lightning to the nations which came out last year no i i'm pretty sure the one with the, I have the one with like the castle and stuff that has diamond grid into uh, diamond head integrated into so the that's, castle. So that's so that's I've got that in front of me. That's borrowed time. So that that one might be some of the original band or the original recording. But the album that I'm I talking so. to, the album that I'm talking about, Lightning to the Nations, which has Am I Evil on it and some of those. Yeah, that original. They re-recorded like, it. Yeah, they re-recorded yeah, all that's that. The, yeah, that's I was wondering why it sounded. I mean, obviously, if the old vocalist was still there he would be older sure but i was like the voice sounds a lot different even yeah. though even if he was yeah so that there. that's why i reached out to a friend of mine who he's a super old metal like he's my age we graduated together but he loves traditional heavy metal and so i had hit him up to see if he had any copies of that album because it was pretty much either listen to whatever version i could or go buy it and i didn't want to go buy it eventually a friend of mine i think he downloaded it um <laughs> downloaded it and sent it to me so i was able to listen to the original album but uh, man, uh we might have to listen to it after make sure that's the one i've been hearing yeah for sure uh but look again i'm impressed that's diamond head that's yeah that's how metallica got started you know that's i mean they were pretty much a diamond head cover band 
when they first got started. Like that's yeah. just that was their thing until they wrote Hit the Lights and then, you know, got on Metal Massacre and went from there. So super impressed. You know your stuff. Yeah. Uh, on Mondays for homeschooling, we uh, are allowed to watch like documentaries and stuff. But I, uh, I don't think Diamond Head was mentioned in this one, but there's one on YouTube by the Gibson channel because they had just gotten Kirk Hammett, even though he's still with ESP, he's with them too. Okay. Uh, he, they did like an hour and a half long, let him talk about uh, when they started. Uh, and I don't remember where he ended up stopping. I think it was like after the Black Album, like he didn't talk about anything after that. But he talked about like him being in Exodus before he joined Metallica. Yeah. Because Dave Mustaine was pretty crazy. Yeah. So that, they had to kick him out. Yeah, I've read a lot about that. Um, I've got a metal news feed that I see. And so I just, I random stuff about that kind of thing will pop up. And the whole, you know, Dave Mustaine and James Hetfield feud, you know, so to speak. And um, have read uh, the book that I'm reading, um, which is kind of what started this whole podcast video series is the sound of the beast it's the complete headbanging history of heavy metal you should check it out but i had read about um how they had kicked you know mustaine out because he was just a wild child too wild for the rest yeah like when he was drunk he was like crazy like bad yeah yeah and uh in that there was also because they like when they still had dave mustaine i think no yeah uh, they had gotten in a wreck. Yeah. And Cliff Burton had written a note to his girlfriend, I think, about it. Uh, and they showed, uh, like, a. they showed that in the uh, the Gibson interview. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but, and then, obviously, like, a couple years later, they crashed again, but yeah. he ended up dying. Man, I wish I was in school and could just watch music documentaries all day. Yeah. <laughs> that's sick. That's like three hours, or uh, yeah, like three hours of all that stuff. It's really yeah, cool. that's awesome. I there's a whole documentary that's going to be coming out on uh, Peacock, maybe. It's about the whole '80s era of heavy metal. Um, I need to go find it and watch it. It was supposed to be out here with in the summer sometime. Um, if I find it out, I'll let your dad know and we can watch that. Okay. So you're doing, I saw you did a cover of a cover for like, was that your first Instagram video? The Misfits? Metallica covering the Misfits? Yeah, Yeah, I'd never heard that before. Have you ever listened to the Misfits? Uh, I've heard a lot, well, not a lot, but I've heard some of like their big songs from the the first collection with when they had, uh, what was his name? I don't remember his name, but he ended up leaving Glenn Danzig. That's oh, Danzig. That's what his yeah, name yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was with them, and he. I'm pretty sure he was the one who did Last Caress. I don't remember, but he was on like Where Eagles Dare. Uh no, he had to have been on that because we know that wasn't on their first collection. But uh, he was. I've listened to the first collection before. There's okay. I don't know the names of a lot of the songs, but I've that's heard all right. Dude, my favorite band ever is Under Oath, and I can tell you like six of their song names. 
I just don't. I just don't learn their song names. I'm super bad at it. So don't don't blunt, don't you know don't be too hard <laughs> on yourself. So uh, you did that one. Um, have you done any other recordings yet? Like to like video and put out on the internet. Well, I mean, I've done a lot, but they were more tone tests, I guess, just to okay. figure out how the the guitar sounds. Yeah, you know, so that and to make my videos better, and then if I'm just out playing, like I said on my porch, make that sound better. Sure, more like each song, but uh, I'm really just doing covers, but just also trying to figure out the main thing. But I've done like a lot of. Well, I've been doing a lot of the Justice album because that one's like my favorite probably. And then I did uh, Am I Evil a couple days ago, I think. Sick. I think it was like two minutes long. Even the tapping part. Yeah. At the beginning, like uh, like a minute in, I think. Yeah. I don't remember if it sounded that good. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So how do you decide what songs you're going to cover and record? Uh, I think it's really just whatever I'm listening to at the time. Uh, I think one of the next video, like shorts or videos I'm going to upload is probably The Prince, the Metallica cover, because for some reason I'm obsessed with that song right now. What about Yeah, I think it's really just what I'm thinking. Uh, The main riff, Okay. well, I mean, the intro riff is really good, but then I guess, I don't know. There's just something when I listen to it for the first time. Just just, hits you yeah dude i know like i know this that's so that happened to me a couple times recently with uh the new silent planet song just gives me freaking goosebumps dude it's so good and then the new knock loose song there's this part before breakdown and brian gets into the mic and just goes knock loose motherfucker and then just hits a breakdown and i'm just dude i'm ready to like destroy things every every time so like i know i know that like it's hard to describe that feeling, but like music heads know, like <laughs> when you hear something and it just gives you that, that thing. Yeah. So what kind of riffs are you typically drawn to? So, I mean, it sounds to me like what you're picking is, is what you're listening to and the stuff that you enjoy the most, which I'm sure then goes, I'm going to take that a layer deeper and just say that that's probably related to hearing certain riffs that you like being a guitar player. Probably, yeah. Okay. So what kind of riffs do you like? Do you like more finger tapping? Do you like more like scale walking? Do you like more, uh, you know, pick heavy, uh, that like where right you can there. like feel the strings basically. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure when I play out on my porch, half the time, all you hear is the string against the, the, the pickups yes yeah. for some reason when i'm i was uh playing i don't know why but uh when i do that i tend to press really hard okay sometimes i'll catch myself but other times it's like really bad yeah i mean you're dude you're still learning you've been doing this a year like you know cut yourself some slack i think i've gotten a little better at it about it like a little bit more recently but i think it kind of just depends on the riff i'm playing like uh, I was trying to do the main riff in Motor Breath. It's like a lot. Of, it's like gallop picking and then just like the fast alternate. Uh, record it because it was like a tone test video. But like I was like, this would you can hear it. It sounds like almost identical to the song. It's just all you hear is the string against the pickup. Like half the time, like you'll you'll get a sudden like holy 
that just sounded like the whole song. Like that sounded like that riff. Yeah. Like, even with the tone, I was like, what the? And then it's just gone. I'm like, the picking ruins it. It's really weird. Nah, you'll figure it out. I yeah. can tell you shit about guitar because I don't, dude, I don't know anything about any of it. Uh, other than like parts of a guitar, but that's about it. You got me past that. So, uh, I don't know if you remember this at all, but I was at like your first crowd surfing experience at the Norma Jean show. That was sick, dude. That actually is one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. Uh, in fact, so Norma Jean has been, I mean, we were talking earlier, Norma Jean has been one of my favorite bands since I was in high school. And I've seen them, I would say it's probably a, a, them and Silent Planet are two bands that I've probably seen the most. And uh, that that show in particular was bonkers. Like, I don't know how much you, how, how old were you at that show? I don't remember. I think it was like seven, eight, eight pretty close. Seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Do you remember a lot about it? Uh, I mean, I don't remember a lot. Thing I think when I was eight, but I mean, I'm 33, so (laughs) that was just a few years ago for you. I think it's one of those things where I don't think I know a lot about it, and then I start talking about it, and things come up. But uh, I remember uh, apparent. I didn't think he did, but apparently Tobin got hit by one of the Norma Jean guitarists. Oh, really? Like, like with the guitar, oh, right? No. I didn't know that. Is that a thing? I guess. I, I don't know. I don't I didn't remember that, but then uh I'm pretty sure it was the same guitarist. That's why he doesn't like music. <laughs> Freaking guy hit with a guitar. Yeah. I wouldn't like music either. Yeah, and then uh I, I think it was the same guitarist. Uh he had super long hair and he would he he was whipping me with it. Like he would like headbang and it would just go. You crowd surfed at that show. Yeah. Yeah, that was your first time crowd surfing. Yeah, Yeah. that the only time. The only time. Oh, for now. For now. For now. Right. Right. I've never crowd surfed. I'm too fat. It's fun. I'm too fat. Uh, if I remember right, I don't. You didn't want to do it. No. Uh, but for some reason, I distinctly remember, like while I was. I'm uh, pretty sure my dad was like right behind me or something. But yeah. while I was slide like well, going like down, eight. I would hope he was right behind you. <laughs> yeah, I distinctly remember two people like looking up at me and being like, "I'm like, what the?" I took <laughs> I took a picture uh, of you. In fact, I think the only reason your dad has a picture is because I took one. Because <laughs> yeah. I was I was right at the front. And uh, if I remember right, I was right kind of front middle and you guys were like kind of to the right of me, if I remember right. And I remember, I don't remember how you got talked into doing it, but I remember Corey like really had to convince you because he was just like, dude, like I promise these people are going to take care of you. And then he subsequently threatened the crowd, not in a mean way, but (laughs) was like, don't let me down, take care of this kid. And then, and they did, right? Like you were fine. Yeah. 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 There's just, yeah, I don't know why, but I just distinctly remembered those two people just like, like they were, like it looked like they were surprised and like, what? I'm not doing this. Like I'm not participating in this. 
there, there's a kid just going across everybody. Yeah, I mean, so when it comes to shows and people who crowd surf, you get a mix of people. You get the people who are like, I don't want to get kicked in the face. And then they back the hell up. And then you get the people that are like, well, I don't want them to fall on their face. And so they get underneath them, you know. So, I mean, you always get your mix of people who do and don't want to participate in holding yeah. up of people. So, yeah, I've never had the gall to climb up on stage. I've I've envisioned it in my head before, but every time it ends with me just falling straight through the crowd to the ground. <laughs> uh, like in, uh, what's it called? Uh, school of rock yeah yeah basically yeah and it's like yeah. all right like you know health insurance is expensive dude <laughs> you know you're fortunate your body heals much quicker than mine would <laughs> but uh so yeah i've never i've never participated in that other than being somebody who i i am one of those that runs up and even though i have i've been kicked in the face now uh, a friend of mine had his jaw broke <laughs> from somebody crowd surfing um actually it was at every time i die show at the outland ballroom that was crazy um but yeah so so you do it again probably oh you seem nervous about it yeah i think i would be yeah. i don't think i'd be as nervous as i was as i was yeah but i think i think that would just always be a factor I'm pretty sure. So that show, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had to be picked up onto the crowd because a because you were eight and you're like probably this tall, but that tall. Yeah, but also the stage uh, for that show was like a foot off the ground. <laughs> that old down, Outland downstairs, it just had this like tiny little stage that was like no higher than like a wood box platform on the ground. So it was kind of hard to jump onto the crowd you had to have some ups if you're gonna get onto the crowd uh probably if you were in the ballroom would be pretty easy for you to crowd surf there have you been to a show at the ballroom the upstairs outland uh avatar yeah okay that's where you saw avatar tell me about that you got to like introduce them or something right yeah they uh i don't remember who it was but uh a lady walked up to us because we got like the avatar face paint like the singer's face paint yeah, dude, and I we saw bought that. like a black hat like his yeah and we were just and we had avatar shirts and we were there and then this lady walks up to us and was like you want to introduce him and i don't remember if we were scared to do it i know tobin was but uh i went up there and they told us to tell us our favorite avatar song still stands uh smells like a free show for me and uh Tobin walks up there and he just kind of, she said it. And then he was just like, uh, he sat there for a second and they started yelling names. And he's like, uh, didn't he say like the apocalypse or something? Yeah. How old was he? Uh, he was, was he, if you I were, was eight, you were, he was like seven. Saying, yeah. You were seven or eight. Wait, no. How old? I was six. So he was five. You were young. He was young. No wonder he couldn't think of anything. He could barely speak. He barely <laughs> learned how to say words. That's at true. that point. So <clears throat> how sick was that? Did you get to meet the band? Uh, we met all of them except for the singer. Yeah. Except the singer? Yeah. They're the hardest ones to meet. I mean, they're the most popular, usually, right? Yeah. Uh, 
we got a whole we got a book signed by all of them except for the singer yeah. and then i think we got drumsticks from him oh that's cool and then we got drumsticks from norma jean too yes. right yes yeah. yeah that's cool so um let's see here i'm going through my notes <laughs> answered all the questions already well almost all of them well, tell me what you think about the trump indictment I'm just kidding. Oh, California, California. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't um, answer that one for you. <laughs> you have to keep that in. Okay. Um, so w- tell me your favorite concert you've ever been to then. Well, because uh, at this point you've been to several, I at least from what I've gathered from your, from your parents' pictures. I think, uh, experience wise it would probably be the avatar or the starving the south and norma jean show yeah but i think band wise and how super cool it was probably slipknot slipknot would be my favorite but uh i like the avatar show and the norma jean show was like we were like right there yeah yeah there's there's something to be said for being right at the stage. You know, I, my wife and I went to Wichita to go see Don Broco and the used, and I didn't realize that they had specifically pit tickets. So they had a, a barricade up to a separate section that was more like at the stage. And we were behind that barricade, which was kind of disappointing. It was still an s- amazing show. But I have been to, like when I went and saw Under Oath, after they came back, I was up in St. Louis at the pageant and I was at the barricade, like at the stage, as close to the stage as I could be. And I mean, there's nothing quite like that experience, but Slipknot, dude, that's like, I easily top 10 of my concerts I've ever been to production wise. I don't know that I've ever seen a better show. And they also played, they didn't play it, but uh, right before they came out, they were playing songs. And didn't they play Seek and Destroy on the radio? Like when they were playing it? That was pretty cool, too. I remember talking to my mom. I was like, this feels different than all the other songs. Like, are they actually playing this? But no, obviously they weren't. But it just felt like all the other songs were like, you could tell it was on like the speakers. And then all of a sudden that one turns on. You're like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right or sound like it did a second ago yeah like wait a minute yeah that and i videoed the whole intro i don't like to take a lot of videos at concerts um but i i wanted at least video the intro for that especially because they pulled that giant slipknot cloth yeah you know what i mean and so like at that point that that was going up i was like the hell like how what's gonna happen like i just i didn't know what was gonna happen and he's like laughing behind it. He's yeah, like, he's dude, like holding the mic and like giggling. Yes. It was Super so it was like maniacal sounding. And then next thing you know, it's just like this explosion of sound and the freaking cloth like flies into the air. I, it, that was the coolest thing I think I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I, again, the stage production wise, I don't know that I've ever seen a better show in production than I, than I've seen with Slipknot. So yeah. They and they, they had been on my bucket list for a long time. When I was younger, I always said I didn't want to go to a Slipknot show because I didn't want to die. And then I went to an Every Time I Die show, and I survived that. 
and that shit gets bonkers every time I die. Rip, rip every time I die. But uh, yeah, that's what Nasha was sick. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, who else was there? Crown the Empire uh, and Ice Nine Kills. I completely forgot they were there. Yeah. That was. I know I love Avatar, but my top favorite bands that I've seen, even though it was the same show, Slipknot, Ice Nine Kills, then Avatar, and then probably uh, Norma Jean. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm not sure whether I'd pick Starving the South or Crown the Empire because mom's probably gonna get mad at me for this but i don't really like crown the empire that much hey i mean they're like more modern metalcore i i have really enjoyed their newest album i'm not a like i didn't go to see crown the empire but i thought they put on a really good show i was super impressed um and then i've listened to they've got a song on their newest album it's called dogma and it's really good uh and that it gets stuck in my head a lot and then ice nine kills though um I'm not a huge Iceland Kills fan. I was familiar with some of their stuff. Um, and I like the quirkiness of their stuff. But their stage show, I knew that they were really well known for. And uh, it did not disappoint me. That was a, it was a cool-ass stage show. Like yeah. the, you know, heads being cut off and arms getting cut yeah. off. <laughs> like, I, yeah, for, as far as production quality goes for shows, um, I... I think one of the only other bands that I've ever seen that comes up that close theatrically is Guar. You ever listen to Guar? Uh, they were on that. They were on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were in the metal and horror documentary. Oh, where they're they? like dressed up and like Dude, really weird. They're wacky. They're <laughs> wacky. I saw them at the last Warp tour uh, that they did up in St. Louis. Or was it there? Or was it? I can't remember. It was either the last one or the year before that, but I'm not a gore fan. I, I just never really listen to their music. It's just pretty typical death metal, I think, you know, as far as far as what I've heard and I'm familiar with. Um, but their their stage shows is wild. I, I think the one that I saw, a couple people came out. One came out in a Hillary Clinton, giant Hillary Clinton head, and a giant person had a giant Trump head on, like foam heads, and they battled with like massive axes until like they cut both the heads off, and then there was this fake blood like splurting everywhere. It was dude, it was that was a trip. That was a trip. So stage like again, stage production wise, that's it's it's up there with those, but only for the production because there's just there was so much going on. So Yeah. Who's who's on your bucket list? Like who like before you die who do you got to see? Obviously Metallica. I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's a lot of bands that I would like to see. It's just mainly like Metallica. That's but, your number one. Uh, yeah. I don't. I would like to see Megadeth. I really would love to see Slayer, but they're retired. Yeah. That's so. not going to happen. I mean, they might do an. I mean, it'll be expensive because it's all of them but another yeah. big full show that would be cool to, oh, to dude, watch yeah that they did um was that early 2000s i think when they did no the... i think it was like 2010 like oh, right okay there yeah right after death magnetic yeah i know anthrax has talked about doing some tours with john bush i don't know if you know who john bush is john bush is the vocalist for armored saint um, they were another one of the bands that i saw back last year in november when i went and saw wasp they they put on a hell of a show um, but Armored Saints just very traditional heavy metal. But John Bush sang with Anthrax for a while. 
and he's talked a lot about wanting to go do a tour with Anthrax and do some of the stuff that they did in, in his time with the band. So that could be cool. I would like to see Anthrax in Exodus, but I mean, I'll probably have to listen to him because I ended up liking Megadeth and Iron Man, but some the vocals get pretty high and weird. You don't me. like high high pitched vocals. I mean, I like Kill 'Em All, but I mean, like I got into Megadeth and I got into Iron Man, but I'll probably have to do the same thing where I force myself to listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, hey, this actually is good. So, like, what about Judas Priest? I mean, Rob Halford uh, was yeah. was very well known for having that really upper register vocal. Yeah, I mean, same with same with Iron Maiden. Bruce Dickinson, especially, is like way up there in his upper register. Yeah, I haven't heard very many Judas Priest songs. Haven't really dug into them yet, but Painkillers are really good for guitar work. That's, I mean, Glenn Tipton and KK Downing. Those those two guys can shred. So that's the main riff in that song is fun. I was gonna say you should you should add some of their stuff to your list because those guys they. Judas Priest were a really prominent part of introducing a lot of dual guitar work and that like guitar harmony stuff. That's a lot of that's credited to those guys. Some homework for you, dude. Literal homework for you, dude, because you're freaking 13 and studying metal music, which is awesome. Well, Jensen, thank you. I really appreciate it. I close out every one of my episodes and I start talking about what I've been listening to in the last week. Okay. Most of my episodes, right, I'm covering historical music of some kind, and that's what I listen to for the podcast, and a lot of that stuff I'm listening to for the first time. But it's not what I listen to casually. So what have you been listening to this week? Well, uh, The Prince, obviously. I got... I got into that one, like, I think, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. That one, and then Am I Evil, that one. But then I also listened to the Diamond Head version of Am I Evil. That one's really good. Uh, I've been listening to some Exodus. Uh, a band called Death. They're, they're a death metal band. But yeah, Death. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, they're, like, one of the first death metal bands. Yeah. Uh, and then... I haven't listened to a lot of it, but Cannibal Corpse, because... Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I've heard George uh, Corpse Grinder. I've heard he's, like, one of the nicest dudes in the world. Uh, yeah. You'll have to send him that meme of uh, the Cannibal Corpse guy. That was pretty funny. The So I've been listening to Downbeat this week. I've been kind of taking a break from music. I've <laughs> been a bit overwhelmed by music lately. Um, but there, uh, not long ago, a few weeks ago, actually, um, he did an interview with the drummer for Cannibal Corpse. Paul is his name. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but might be worth you checking out if you're getting into Cannibal Corpse. They, what, like late eighties, right? 88, I think was their first album. I don't know. I haven't like have learned much about them yet. I, I would assume they're like about around there yeah i mean it's they've been they've been playing music for a long time i had a friend of mine you know and i know they put out um put out a new album no they got a new single bloodblind um but no I, they're coming out with a new album yeah uh, i think it's like sometime in september yeah 
yeah, they've got uh, they've got the single out right now. I'm trying to see when their first album was, but I know it was like I know it was quite a ways back. But that's pretty, that's way heavier than the other stuff you're listening to. What do you think about some of that Cannibal Corpse? Uh, they're pretty good. I mean, I don't know a lot of the song names because I just have a playlist and I just kind of listen to it. But probably good uh, you don't know some good. of their song names. Some of their song names are yeah. wildly inappropriate. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, thank you for your time. No problem. It's, it's been fun. a pleasure. I hope it was good for you. And, yeah. And uh, maybe we both get some good, you know, uh, we get some more plays, right, on our videos and yeah, some more followers and subscribers and whatnot. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, like, follow, subscribe. Hellraiser Band. Is yes. that your Instagram handle? Hellraiser Band? That's H-E-L-L-R-A-Z-O-R band. Yes. Yep. Uh, go find that on Instagram. Check him out. Jensen, future guitar legend. I'm calling it now. This this is it. This is like, from here, you're just going to take off. I hope. <laughs> also, find the Evolution Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can also find me on TikTok, Evolution Pod. Uh, there's also a link if you want to support the podcast. There's a link in the description of the podcast. So if you don't do that, uh, more than anything, leave a five-star review for the podcast. It's incredibly helpful for early podcast alg algorithms and makes a really big difference in getting onto charts and things like that that help make the podcast more discoverable. So Thank you all for listening today and joining me for my first interview. I really appreciate it. Super excited. And I hope you all have a great week. We will talk to you later. Bye.